0: ladies and gentlemen dreamers and doers seekers of purpose and fulfillment welcome to passion on purpose the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you i'm your host Steph hilfer and i'm beyond thrilled you're here passion on purpose features leaders experts and sometimes me on center stage we put the spotlight on visionaries entrepreneurs leaders experts and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm then let's dive in. All right guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I am so excited to focus on our leader today, put Scott Royal Smith on center stage and talk all about the work he's been doing as the CEO, and I'm sure so many other things as CEOs, we wear like a thousand hats, um, of Royal Legal Solutions. I'm really excited to dive into your world, learn more about the evolution that you are doing, the things that you're doing to grow beyond Royal Legal Solutions, because I know you got some things up your sleeve, um, and kind of inspire our listeners to, to do the same. So thank you. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks, Steph. It's really great to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to do as we always do, and we're going to dive in with our first question, which is, what is your why?
1: It's to live a great life. Mm. That, from the time I was a kid, I was always obsessed with the question, is what is the best possible life that I can live? The answer to that really took me down a number of different trails, most of them dead end, but then taught me what was the next piece.
0: Oh, my goodness. So when you say when you were a kid, you were obsessed with this question, you're already like jumping, jumping ahead in the way I usually talk with my guests. I always want to know what what does that look like? What do you mean? Are you five? Are you contemplating this alone on the on the recess swing? Or what do you mean by that? Because that's really fascinating.
1: Uh, No, I wish Uh, (laughs) just (laughs) meditating on the swing, seeing how high I could go i think it actually was a really natural process when i reflect on it it started with thinking like what was like encouraged in my family says well what did my mother think was somebody who was successful well they had money they were intelligent they were well educated i said ah that must mean that's a good life so i got money and i became educated and i did these things they were there and i got to the end of that journey i said well i have money i'm educated (laughs) Still not happy, so there must be something else, and this became just a, con- a a continuing course of events of being able to get what I wanted, realize that it actually wasn't what I wanted, and then trying something else.
0: Yeah, so you were it was uh, you were able to look at those around you in in this instance, your parents see look beyond just these are my parents, they tell me what to do, when to sleep, what I have to eat, but actually look deeper into what they're yearning for and seeking and trying to make of this life. That's a very, uh, very profound thought for a child at any age, Any, you know, so tell me more about like, what age were you looking at that and making these shifts It had to be, I'm guessing 15, 16, when you can start I mean, you said you started making money, so you had to have been able to get a job of some sort.
1: Yeah, but you can, like, push lawnmowers in Texas. So I pushed lawnmowers, and then I saved the money because I didn't know what I was making money for. Mm -hmm. I just knew making money was important. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know if necessarily there's even that much thinking. That it really is. It's like you just see who's valued, right? Who do we look up to? Mm -hmm. Right? And say, oh, well, what do they have? What are they exhibiting? And maybe yeah. i'll copy like whatever they do and then maybe i'll i'll be valued in the mm-hmm. same way that they are and then and this is a really good training because yeah. if we look at the people that already have whatever it is that we want in life and we simply model off of what it is they do that got them there that's pretty effective and in mm-hmm. fact it's probably one of the most effective ways i think the big breakdown happens though is when we say well if i do exactly what that person did to get them there and then you get it and then you say actually that's still not enough then that's when a little bit more deeper thinking has to happen that didn't happen for me until i was later on in life
0: i want to pull before we dive there i want to pull back and say um i feel like we're in especially like our youth right now. And even, even myself, my generation, you know, this ability to look at others and want to aspire and emulate them to get what they have is very clouded around the other, the distractions in our world, right? This like social media, games, um, friends, you know, just these other things where do you think like I don't know if you have kids do you have kids
1: I don't have kids no
0: what would you like talk to how would you communicate with the youth or what suggestions would you give to our youth to get into that looking because I just simply I think I get what you're saying and I think it comes super innate to you so for you to look and then want to emulate to you you're like well why wouldn't we do that but that doesn't come innate to everyone I'm here to say that have a child. I'm I'm a human. That doesn't just come innately. And so how do we get our youth or budding entrepreneurs who are listening like to start putting ourselves in that like emulation mode and that inspiration mode to start getting what we want.
1: The first question is what do you want? Do you know what it is you want? Have you sat in silence? alone, and really got to the bottom of it is, what do I want? What am I really seeking? Your first answers will be money, sex, I want to look good, I want people to think I'm great. And if you stay with that for a little while longer, you'll say, oh, I could actually have all of those things and still be miserable on the inside. And in fact, we can see that many, many people have all of those things and are still miserable say, well, maybe actually what I'm literally looking for is an inner experience. I'm looking for this feeling of completeness, connectedness, purpose, clarity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's a great start because then you can actually say, well, maybe I can be aware of how am I feeling. And then let me try things. Let me interact with the real world, the world that's outside of me. And maybe there's some tips that other people could give us that are really simple and then if we get really still, we can reflect on it and say, well, when I make my bed, I actually feels good. I'm taking care of myself. I'm improving my environment. I actually like coming home to a well-made bed. I'm exerting energy into something that actually gives me no things besides the fact that it's just purely taking care of my environment and me. Do I like the way that feels? Do I feel good about the fact that I'm taking care of myself? Okay, not making the bed is just like some super small thing, right? But it's a way to be able to think about all of the things that you're doing, reflecting on how does that actually impact your inner environment. And then, unless it's giving you the feelings that you're looking for, it's BS. It's stuff other people made up, mm-hmm. and you got to chuck that stuff because stuff is worthless. But you can always know the truth if you try new things, reflect about the fact, how does it make me feel on the inside, and just do those things.
0: So what if we're emulating these people who we think want what we want, whether we've done the work to actually ask ourselves what we want, but we're just looking at them, and they look and have this perception of what I think I'm supposed to want and need, and then I emulate them, but it doesn't align with what I want, at what point we're... Like, it sounds like you were at that point at one time. You went down the journey, you emulated, you got the things, and then you were like, huh, but this isn't what I really want. So how do we get there? Yeah, or how wasted- do you get there?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I wasted decades of time and millions and millions and millions of dollars to be able to get to all of the things that I didn't really want. Only to find out that I didn't really want them. <clears throat> the truth is, it's like of the experience that you're looking for. A lot of people will say, for example, I really want a marriage. I want a partner. I'm going to have this partner, and I'm going to have the kids. And you say, well, great. That's nothing wrong with that. What's the experience that you're looking for? It's the inner experience that you're looking for? Oh, I'm looking for connection. Oh, okay, you're looking for connection. Okay, so instead of, waiting 10 years and going through all of the time and the expense of everything that's involved with creating a marriage and the kids? Is there a way for you to get to connection now? Are there things that you can do now, today, that are going to help you feel more connected? And you might say, oh, actually, I don't know how to do that. Great. That's your opportunity to learn and try new things until you can discover what helps you feel connection. And in this way, You can do the greatest things because in every moment of every day, there's a way in which there's something you can do to give yourself exactly what it is you're looking for. And if that's ultimately what you're seeking, then you don't need to wait 10 years to go build a company and have millions of dollars and have a marriage and kids to hope that those are going to be the things that are going to help you feel the right way on the inside. Mm -hmm. You can actually just start trying to do little things now. And saying, cool, does that help me feel the way in which I'm seeking to feel wholeness, completeness, clarity, connection, and all of those things?
0: Yeah. What is your dream for others who get a chance to hear this? Like, is it that they seek this out earlier? Is it that they, um, I mean, what, what do you want out of listeners who are hearing you you anytime today and in other shows, wherever you show up?
1: Yeah. My real dream is to be able to see people live in a more joyous, complete way. Seems to be quite a bit that's told in our society that there's work and then there's life. Here's all the things that are horrible. And I got to do all the things that are horrible and feel terrible until one day I'm going to feel better. And it's perpetuated everywhere. And everywhere you see, like on social media, where people are creating some type of image that we all know is not really possible. We've never met anybody that's close to having anything like that as like a real human experience. Um, But for some reason, we seek it because we actually don't know what to do. So... The big secret is that there is no such thing as work life balance. And the moment that you can destroy the illusion of work life balance and just say, no, there's actually just Steph living, one of the ways that she's experiencing living is work. Mm, love that. Then everything changes because now work is just another way in which Steph can reflect upon how well am I living? Mm -hmm. How can work now be a part of my life that I use all of these other tools? And perhaps if we're able to build companies and leaders that have this mentality, we'll flip the whole problem on its head because we'll say work is actually the place where there's leadership about how to live and then learning how to live better, be more aligned human beings that are more connected that we'll actually be able to produce higher profits. Because we won't be so distracted with all of the confusion and the anxiety and the fear that currently runs through all of our workplaces.
0: Yeah. Well, and what a, an amazing place to start if we have a, a world, our entire world, who is struggling with this concept that you know, you're negating, which is great, if work-life balance does not exist. And how do we teach and preach that? Well, we start with the work part of the work life. Because if we're prioritizing and if everyone is spending their life working in some form, if we can infiltrate that place, that's where we can shift that focus. And so I think it's a really good, it gives me goosebumps and gets me excited because when I'm talking to entrepreneurs about their passion and their purpose in their work, I am talking to individuals who care about shifting our planet and shifting what we're focusing on, all in different ways, all in subtle nuances. But it really reminds me that we're tapping into a place that everyone will touch one day. Everyone will have a career. Everyone will work. It's what do we want that to look like? And I, I, I just love, I love where you're going with this. That's so great. Sorry, I'm like I said, riffing a little bit here. Yeah. But
1: I can share with you one quick thought to it, because many times and I and when I share this idea, people think, well, it's somebody else that needs to go create a company where they're the leadership that understands this and creates this safe space and this environment, um, this ability to be able to grow in this way. What I'd offer to you is that we might not actually have to fix it by saying, we're going to go change all the leadership and force all of them to change. That in fact, we are the ones that are interacting with everybody. And that if I change in a way, then don't you have to change in response to how I change? Doesn't our relationship fundamentally have to change because I change the rules of who I am and how I'm showing up and what I'm valuing? Mm-hmm. And then by that token, don't we also know that we become in many ways the product of the people that we surround ourselves with
0: we, so, do you see we, where i'm going a hundred percent and i think it sounds great and i'm not negating what you're saying because it's so true but it's easier said than done because what happens is let's take work life if let's take leadership Leadership example, meaning we're talking about somebody who's in a C-suite position, they're an executive, they're your manager or something like that, right? Um, and we're, you know, talking about when we're in a nine to five and we're the the worker here. And if we want to change what we see our life to be, there's fear. I'm not saying it's not important. Absolutely. What you're saying is a thousand percent important and we should prioritize and shift ourselves and be prioritize that need and our life's need first, and then find the match that aligns with that. But most of us are in a position where there's fear of, well, what if I all of a sudden prioritize that I do take all my vacation every year and that I do leave on time, like I'm supposed to leave. And all of a sudden my manager looks at me and thinks I don't value my job or I don't care about our business. That Do you see where I'm going with this? Like There is this fear. So what do you say To the people who are there and want to see this change you speak of, want it for themselves and want it for others, but are are stuck against the wall with this fear.
1: So before, we asked ourselves, what did we want, Mm -hmm. right? And I said, well, what I want is actually this kind of like internal experience. And the way I'm going to get to this internal experience is learn what are the things that are going to influence that internal experience. Some of these things are commonly known. I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat right, make my bed, brush my teeth, you know, do these things, yeah, that whatever they might be for you. So that is you having a relationship with yourself. And the relationship with yourself can be so strong that you are a complete person inside of yourself, And as a complete person, you go into your workplace. And as a complete person in your workplace, you're there serving the workplace the best you can because that's where you chose to go with your life. And you as a complete person realize that you can also choose something different if you want to. Now, there might be things that happen in here. They say, well, I'd really feel like this is aligned for me to be to take all of this vacation that I need to, and you as a complete person would work from having worked on that would then know intuitively the right way to have that conversation with your manager to be able to say, hey, this is how this space is going to align for me with where I'm at. What do you need? Mm -hmm. What's here that I can do so that way we can all get our needs met? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And have that kind of conversation that's honest and that's around solutions that are coming up. So that way you can come to an understanding. And in that understanding, what you might find is, hmm, I'm actually best served by not taking that vacation. Mm -hmm. Because I see that it's really needed for me to be here and I want to support the people that are here. Great. Well, you've come to a different place of being a complete person, not getting whatever it is that you thought you wanted. But because you approached the space by first focusing on yourself and your own personal completeness, you could handle the situation better. You could have the tough conversations without being afraid of what was going to happen. And then you're able to then make a new choice, which is what's going to be best for me. can be here. I could actually just go on the vacation or I can leave. But I'm just going to continue to make the choices that are best for me, Mm -hmm. which is what you're trying to do anyway. All the time. Yeah. Except for the fact that where the places that you're probably making the decisions from now are out of a place of fear mm-hmm. instead of the place of completeness. And that's the difference between being a powerful person and being weak. A powerful person is complete. I'm okay with whatever's happening now, I'm simply making decisions of what needs to happen next. A weak person, no judgments against it. It's just the nature of it is plagued with fears and anxieties and tensions and all of these things force them off of the course of actually doing what serves them best
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they're pushed and they're pulled by the nature of what those emotions are.
0: Yeah. I speak all the time about asking yourself the question, what serves me? Does this serve me? And I I'm whether you're a personal brand or a corporate brand. I'm always positioning people to ask themselves that question. And, but you can ask yourself that question and you won't know the answer unless you do the deeper work to actually understand what you want. So, so a ton of alignment there. I love what you're talking about. I love what we've been saying so far. I want to know, because I introduced you as the CEO of Royal Le- Royal Legal Solutions. And so I think this is a really fantastic kind of, Okay, he does legal stuff. Where does this all come into play? So I know you've had some personal evolution in what it is you do for the world um, as Scott living and happens to do work. What is that looking like for you? Um, And how are are you tapping into others to help fuel this mission that you have to help live the best life or live a great life? What did you say at the beginning? Live the fullest life?
1: It's like, live the best life that I can.
0: Live the best life Um, that I can.
1: Thank you, right? It's not anybody else's best life. It's just whatever I'm capable of.
0: Yeah. which yeah. might not
1: be that great, but it's the best one I can do. And that's yeah. okay. You yeah. Know? I like it. So that's enough.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So it's, um, you know, I bought my first commercial building and an auto repair business like, while I was in law school. And then I flipped out to graduate from law school without debt and started investing in real estate. Grew my real estate investments um and then kind of backwards my way into having to figure out how do i do asset protection to protect all of this wealth i've accumulated and how do i anonymize it so people can't find out what i own because that's creepy and then how do i save money on taxes and how do i make sure if something happens to me this is going to be go to my mom and everybody else that i want to take care of um, when i'm gone and so one of the things that i built for myself just naturally kind of turned into a company I needed it to work for me and then other people wanted help with it and so over the last 12 years that's what I've I've done and I've worked with my people there that are all the best people I can find in the professional community that also had like a little window of saying I really want to be great at my job and I also understand that's actually not enough I need these other things that are part of it and so Um, I didn't have a ton of cash, but what I found out was is that I could offer people enough money, but then create enough time and space to be able to help them look at how are the areas of their life being fulfilled inside and outside of the workplace. And in this way, um, I was able to afford having much better people than I should have by being able to be what I consider to be a little bit of a leader that is helping people to Create this connection between work and life. Like then, it's allowed me to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro, live with the Yawanawa people out in the jungle. Um, you know, travel around the world, knowing that the company is taken care of, uh, that has great people that are running it, and if they need me, they're able to get a hold of me, or are able to um, arrange for any of that type of work. And so, was, my life is on this um, this path to freedom. And the first thing we need to do is to lock down what's going to happen with money, because we need gas to go in the car so we can go on the road trip. To get but to the jungle. To go to wherever. Yeah, get <laughs> to the jungle. Go party on top of a mountain. Whatever you're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Right? And so wealth became a really essential first step, um, but it's not required. And you can do it all at the same time. And it all synergizes together in some amazingly powerful way that's a hundred times more powerful than anything that anybody ever told me or I could have imagined of how they actually work together to do the thing that I'm talking about doing today.
0: So how are you shaping people today? Is it through Royal Legal Solutions? I know off air, we talked about something new coming out for you, but how are people, you know, you're inspiring. You mentioned you have a great team, so we know you you work with those people, but I've got to imagine your reach is larger than you're giving yourself credit for. So <laughs> how are people learning and, and being inspired and emulating you mm-hmm. who, who want to live their best life?
1: Yeah. So um, I have a book called No Bull Leadership, and um, I talk about that with like some of the leadership principles that we talked about here today. You, you might've thought this was like personal growth, but these are actually leadership principles. Mm-hmm. Um, when you embody the person that you wanna be with the values that you wanna have, that's the strongest leader that there is. And um, then I, um, I do some speaking. I run some small group coaching for uh, entrepreneurs and investors that are looking to grow their wealth, but also to live more integrated lives and how to do that at the same time. Um, I do some executive coaching uh, for teams, especially um, teams that are struggling um, with um, uh, with their internal team members mm-hmm. and on the executive level and how to facilitate uh, better communication and consensus and alignment. Um, yeah, I guess I do do a lot now that I think about it.
0: <laughs> right, don't we, like um, I said earlier, when you were the CEO, it sounds like, oh yeah, CEO, but there's so many other things that I know a CEO does that they don't even you know give themselves credit for. So the book is out now. As a this 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 will air, you know, in the near future, very near future. So the book is out now. People can get it. Correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Noble Leadership um, book is out, and if anybody wants to learn about any of the wealth things that we have going on, um, you can go to royallegalsolutions.com. You can click on the upper right hand corner of something called the Vault. I have eleven ebooks hundreds of hours of uh, videos on asset protection, estate planning, tax savings. So if you're anybody that's making over $150,000 in household income, um, there's usually about seven dollars to $10,000 a year you can save in tax and then adequately plan for all of your investing and everything else that uh, this world requires of you uh, to be a productive uh, citizen, dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's.
0: Yes. And and so we have a couple of things. We have the book we can go and we can learn about and purchase, but then we also have the vault. So I just wanted to make sure listeners heard. We have two opportunities to get into Scott's world here. We can go and purchase that book, The Noble Leadership, or we can go and absorb some free content. Sounds like there's videos, downloads, um, lots of good things on the vault, correct?
1: Yeah. Literally, it's been my mission to take everything that I've ever learned and package it up in the way that is most concise and then give it all away for free.
0: Nice. I say this all the time for myself. I say everything that I've ever, everything that I know and anything I've ever learned has been through the graciousness of others to share. Whether I was paying them in a university or I was joining them on a podcast here and they gave some good golden nuggets, I truly believe it's always been the gift of somebody else giving it to me. And so I, I align with that statement. It's always about how do I then take this and pay it forward in some way. So you've just taken it to this this other notch where it's like, here you go, it's all packaged up for you in the vault, go check it out for free. <laughs> well,
1: Steph, you, you play your part is that like you create a space that allows for sharing to happen. And that's equally as important as whatever right. the sharing that happens.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope, I hope it's a good space. I really enjoy these interviews, and I enjoy getting to talk about passion and purpose and all the great things that leaders are doing. And we need more leaders to emulate Scots, the Scots of the world. So I appreciate what you're doing. Um, I want to make sure that we. I ask this question, as I always do. You just shared a really good entry point on how to get into your world but I really want to knock on listeners. Here are your cues. If Scott mentions something that makes you perk up and say, "Oh, okay, he's talking to me," you already mentioned people who are in a combined household income of one hundred and fifty or more. Are we talking about U.S. only men, women? What, who, who should tune in and take advantage of the things you got going on?
1: Yeah. So um, my company was actually founded on um, helping real estate investors and investors. Okay. As like, is the most um, Interesting thing to have to be able to protect. But now what we found is is that we're so good at tax savings that we really want to connect with anybody that is, you know, making over that threshold inside of household income, Um, have them come in and then just be able to learn about like, what are all the types of deductions you can take? What are all the tax shelters that are really available to you? What's a plan to be able to use these tools to ultimately work towards your financial freedom and investing. And maybe you want to learn about like, how does that work at a place that you can learn for free with access to like actual professionals um, meeting with group. And uh, it's part of our weekly meetings to meet with other clients that are here, learn about their story and journey and how they're doing it. Um, So there's just an abundance of community and resources Um, at com and and inside of the vault uh, to be able to help you at whatever stage of journey you are. Our typical client is somewhere between zero to 25 million in net worth. And wherever you're at, it's a perfect place to start. Just come in and start learning and we'll be happy to help you along the way.
0: Awesome. I appreciate you so much. I love what you're doing. Your energy is so calming and supportive and secure. I don't know if those are words that you gravitate towards, but you're definitely putting them out. And that's uh, just a nice place to be when it comes to this world that most of us are feeling anxious and stressed about, which buzzword taxes, taxes, life, work. How do we how do we get out of this anxious feeling? And like the presence and the work you're doing is such a beautiful gift to those. So listeners, definitely check the show notes. We'll make sure that we have royallegalsolutions.com in there. You know, Scott already said that there's two easy entry points, the book at the upper right-hand corner, the vault at the upper right-hand corner. Make sure you get those in your hands. And thank you again, Scott, so much for coming on
1: Thank you, Steph. It's been so wonderful to be able to have this experience with you.
0: Oh, thank you, likewise. All right, guys, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion On Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information.